If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You're listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. Welcome to Atlanta Baseball Talk, show number 374 and our 10th full season of the podcast. Today is Sunday, July 9th, 2017, and my name is Steve. No ham tonight, but I'm joined by Curtis. And Kurt, in tonight's show, we'll discuss the Astros and Nationals series, Freddie's surprise return, the Julio rumors, as well as our All-Star break awards and predictions. But first, a quick break. So, Kurt, following the three losses in that really awful four-game series with the doubleheader uh, with the Mets at SunTrust in early to mid-June, the Braves have gone on to win 13 of the next 19 leading up to this week. They started the week seven and a half out of first, and then the competition was going to start getting very stiff, right, and should help clarify moves that the Braves should and shouldn't make at the trade, uh, at the trade deadline. So, Kurt, the Braves went on to get knocked around really convincingly by the Astros and won two of four from the Nationals. So, if this week was a bit of a litmus test, or at least the start of it, what do you think we saw or learned this week? That the Braves are certainly nowhere near the level of the Astros. Um, Perhaps the curse of the Nationals is starting to wane a little. Um, But I think that the Braves will be lucky to emerge um, from this. I think it's a 19-game stretch, really, where they're playing as good a competition as they will all year long. If they can pull out of this 500, I think it would be a miracle. And it also really does nothing for your hopes of catching any wildcard teams or the nationals themselves. You sort of got to start getting hot here. And unfortunately this is not the best time to be facing this uh, gauntlet of teams that they have to all of a sudden face. And they face the easiest schedule in baseball, second easiest schedule in baseball in the first half um, and sit where they are. So I'm not sure it lends itself to believe that they'll be able to make pay and go on some crazy run against these teams. And certainly that Astros series was really ugly. Yeah. I mean, the Astros series, I kind of take a little bit less from that because I think the Astros are like world beaters in another universe, if if you will. Um, you know, I mean, my God, what, what Sunday they, they just beat up the um, Blue, Jays. Blue Jays 19 to one or something crazy. I mean, the Astros are really for real. But to win thing, 60 games. What's that? To win 60 games. What do you mean to win 60 games? That's their 60th win. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's insane. It's crazy, right? Um, yeah, they, they, you know, that thing that Bobby always said, right? Win 60, lose 60, and then see what else happens the rest of the season. And they've already got their 60 halfway through. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what I think is that the offense for the Braves is for real. 
you know, they were seventh in runs in June. They were fourth in the month of July so far. The bullpen is kind of bad. You know, I mean, it's and it it had a, it started it started shaky. It had a good run for a while, but now in July it's 26 earned runs in 28 and a third innings. Um, the starting pitching is a big flaw on this team. I mean, we know what Cologne did. Garcia's really been down. Dickey's had a good run, but was pretty weak. And you know, I mean, if the next time that Dickey starts, if he gives up five runs, you're going to be shocked. No, no, of course not. And Tehran can't pitch at home. Tehran can't pitch at home. We have two bad starts by Newcomb now. I'm not worried about Newcomb. I'm not trying to send Newcomb down. This is going to happen with a, with a you know a rookie like this. But the, I, you know, I guess my point is we didn't learn a lot other than we can compete with the Nationals, which is nice. I wouldn't be crazy shocked just because of the Nationals' terrible bullpen. We have six more games with the Nats now. I think we just completed game 13. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if we got the, you know, if we got to six or five games at some point, made it a little interesting. But again, the, the team's the team's not going anywhere this year. I, I just, you know, I, I don't see it any differently. There's just, there are too many holes right now to think any different. Despite yeah. despite that great 13 of 19 run they went on. Sure. And the pitching is just is what's going to do it in time after time after time. I mean, you're right about the offense. It's the pitching is is just bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, could get worse. Right. And we'll, we'll talk about who's going to get traded and who's not. But I mean, it could it could get dicier. When we get rid of a few guys at the trade deadline and, you know, we start potentially seeing the Sims and the Blairs and maybe Medlin, uh, you know, it's not necessarily going to shore things up. Um, but, <laughs> you know, the last thing I want to say is I'm still scoreboard watching. My God, if they had not blown that game Friday night and they've got two straight and then they win Saturday and then, you know, Sunday goes differently. And what they would have been, I mean, they would have been six and a half out, right? They well, started... e- even to win the series, even to take three or four from the Nationals going into the into the All-Star break would have been awesome. Yeah. You know, taking aside today's game. Yeah. And All the right. Braves, I will say, now to, to a broad picture, as of a couple of days ago, and it might actually still because they won and they lost – the Braves are basically a 500 team over the past 162 games. So, which is amazing. They're pointed totally in the right direction. I mean, it, it, you see things happening. You see a horizon now, an event horizon that looks good, as opposed to just constantly churning and waiting for something positive to happen. They're headed in the right direction. It's just not quite there yet. Kurt, do you change your prediction? I know that we. You know, early in the year we predicted it, and then right before the season started, I think both times you had the Braves under 81 wins, so you know less than playing 500 ball. Do you think they finished the season over 500 now, based on what's happened the last you know month and a half? I think it will depend on. I I, I still say no, and I and I the reason I say that more so now is um, because I think they're I think they're going to come to their senses and trade a bunch of guys. And as you mentioned, that's really going to have an impact on not that the starting pitching has been great by any stretch of the imagination, but 
there are you you do I mean you can throw Jaime Garcia out there and he can he can win you a game pretty easily. Same with Tehran, same with Dickey, same with any of these guys. Now, could the same be said if it's Aaron Blair and Whistler and Sims and Newcomb and you know I mean it's going to be tough to get yeah, it's wins be up and down. Yeah. when when you have that as your starting staff. Um, so yeah, I, I still think that they're going to be under five hundred by the time the year rolls around. All right, eighty four, Kurt. Write it down. Eighty four nice. wins. Yeah. Let me. I'm, yeah. Here. Yeah. Can you hear this? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah, it sounds like pen. I really appreciate the confidence. Yes. All right, Kerr. Next up, some headlines. And none bigger than the surprise call-up of Freddie Freeman prior to the first game against Houston on July 4th. So Freddie was basically like, yeah, I just need one game in the minors. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need I don't need to tune up. I, I'm, you know, I was listening to, to the to – the, uh, you and Hammy's show last week, and I know you guys were talking about, look, I want him to have a bunch of swings and make sure the wrist is okay and all that stuff. All he's done since he came back is get a, at least one hit in every game. But it's much better than that. He's, he went 10 for 26 this week with two homers and four doubles. It's just insane. I mean, Kurt, I don't know if you remember, but the morning of the day that he broke his wrist... The front page of ESPN's MLB section had an article asking, you know, posing the question, is Freddie the best hitter in baseball? Right. Of course. Seven weeks off, essentially no rehab starts, and he puts in this kind of week. I think, uh, you know, he's in the conversation top three. I mean, it's just insane to walk back on the field after seven weeks and just boom, have, have that kind of week. I mean, that's not just a good week. That's a great week. Well, and and add to that the pitchers. I mean, look at the starting pitching he right. faced this week. <laughs> right, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's just so great. And um, you know, he's looked. It's weird. It, the ball has not found him that much at third base this week. He really hasn't gotten a ton of uh, opportunities. And I, I, you know, I noticed that he had one error this week in the thirteen to nothing blowout. I didn't see it. Um. But, you know, one error in what I guess he had five starts at third, right? Because he had one game at first. Not not a bad start for our new third baseman. Yeah. And I'm curious as to why teams aren't sort of challenging him, like yeah, why they don't. Yeah, just bunt and, and bunt and bunt and see what happens. Um, but I mean, it's yeah, he's he's pretty amazing. <laughs> So, Kurt, earlier this week, John Heyman reported that the Braves are listening to offers on Julio Tehran. So what do you think? Good idea? I still am so torn about the idea that the Braves would get rid of Julio Tehran. And I know that these these home splits are so bad. Awful. But then you get a game that he like like Saturday where he just looked so, you know, great and and it, you just you know that the value is there of what a player he can be, and so I feel like, you know, I, there was a there was a stretch where I sort of felt like he had figured it out. It seemed like there was a couple of starts at, at home that he did have that a couple better starts, yeah, yeah. And then maybe the last one was really bad. But I guess the thing about Tehran is just it's so maddening is just the inconsistency with him. You, you just. You'd never know. I mean, honest to God, start to start, you never know what you're going to get from the guy. It could be a no hitter or it, he could give up 12 runs and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Obviously, SunTrust Park has not been kind to him, which is a huge impact on 
him as a brave, but uh, yeah, I, I just I worry that his value is really low. Although I, I was reading Heyman's article, and he's talking about you know them going, they're asking for some of these big stud outfielder prospects from the Astros, I guess, is one of the team that's a possible destination for him and that they've got a couple of young guys in their farm system that are really highly rated left-handed outfielders, which certainly we could use a corner outfielder at some point with Marquecas and Kemp old and rolling off our team at some point. So if you could get a pull from him like that, I guess you'd have to consider it, but I would not give up on Tehran for a bag of balls and a, you know, double A reliever or something like that. Well, that's the thing. I mean, to me, even like, it's got to be a really highly touted prospect. Because frankly, I don't want to do trade Julio for prospects. That's not where the team is now. To me, it's like, because one, it's going to create a huge hole in the rotation. I mean, the splits, like you mentioned, are a big deal. 253 on the road, 758 at home. It's insane. But he also could just figure that out, right? I mean, it doesn't have to remain this way. You create a huge hole in the in the rotation. To me, the only way you do it is Julio gets packaged up to get an MLB ready starter, like like the you know Quintana or Archer or one of those guys. I know that you and Hammy weren't too high on that last week, but if 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 you're going to bet that Julio's not going to turn it around at SunTrust and you want to turn him into something, you got to turn him into something that's starting games now. To me, or, it's not a big prospect. Absolutely. Or, well, I, I mean, a prospect, I guess I would accept if it's a guy who's blocked and who's ready um, and is a 22, 23-year-old guy who's completely major league ready. It's just that the position that he plays blocks him from being able yeah. to play in the majors and he's ready to go where you could just pencil him in as a starter next season. I would totally be fine. But yeah, you're right. I mean, we, we can't we can't continue to stockpile 18 year olds and have any expectation that things are going to change on the major league level. We've got to start getting pieces in place. I mean, we we talk about it all the time, how old the Braves are. Well, and right. And the thing we're waiting on the most is the starting pitching to to mature. And AAA is not really filthy with starting pitchers ready to just take us to the next level. It's all double A and single A right now. Right. I mean, Allard and Soroka, they're, they're 19 years old. Right. You know, so to to take away a big piece like this. Yeah. To me, it's got to be we, we can't be creating more holes in the starting rotation. All right. So, Kurt, as we said, Freddie came back this week and yet Brian Snitker still found Johan Camargo four starts and a pinch hit appearance in the other two games. He didn't start. And all he did was go 10 for 17, that's 588, with four doubles and his first career homer in Sunday's game against the Nationals. So, Kurt, do you think that Camargo's ascension all but guarantees Phillips gets traded at the end of July? Well, yeah, I think Phillips is traded regardless, but I think it might actually make Matt Adams also more tradable. Um, right. Cause you can send Freddie back to, yeah. First. And you know, I don't, regardless of, <clears throat> excuse me, how this is all worked out with Freddie, I'm still not comfortable this being a long-term thing with him at third. So the idea that you could just throw Camargo over there, um, and move Freddie back to, to first and whatever you're going to do with second, if it's, if it's Albies or whoever the, the player might be later on, um, 
but yeah, I, I totally think that that this is great. I mean, I, <laughs> we talked about it today. I do think it's a little funny um, the Camargo over Dansby conversation that's like wildfire fire on Twitter right now. I, and it's interesting. You look at these stats, and what effectively is. 40 games. It's like 30, 39, 40 games now. Uh, Camargo is 302, 361, 442 with an 803 OPS, uh, three homers, 17. Oh, sorry. That's Dansby's first 40 games, which look <laughs> almost exactly the same way Camargo's first games do. So maybe we should get a little bit of, uh, you know, rationality here and realize that Dansby started the exact same way that Camargo did, and he's struggling a little right now. But um, let's kind of keep perspective here. Um, but, yeah, I think that uh, Camargo, it's fun. I mean, it's great that we have this guy doing what he is um, and can be a utility player for us, our new Martin Prado. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Although, yeah, like you said, the I mean, I, I've, I've spent a lot of time on Twitter today arguing with people about that Dansby. One guy said double A, forget triple A. One guy said double A for Dansby. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it is crazy. Uh, the The league is going to adjust to Camargo. It's going to happen. It happens to all of them. Sure. And let, let's see what he does about it. All right, Kurt. Uh, next up, let's give out some all-star break awards and predictions for the second half. But first, a quick break. So we've reached the all-star break, and here's where things stand with the Braves. They are 42 and 45. Nine and a half out of first place in the National League, seven and a half out of the wild card. For a quick comparison, Kurt, to last year at the All-Star break, the Braves were 31 and 58. So they are 11 games better through this half. They were 22 and a half games out of first place last year at this time. So, Kurt, let's let's uh, let's give out some awards and we'll start with what do you have as your biggest surprise of the year so far? Well, I, you know, I, I we sort of want to I feel like we want to go away from the obvious ones um, with some of these. Um, I think that one of the biggest surprises for me this year that's been really enjoyable has been collectively the offense from our catchers. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think going into the season, we were really not expecting anything out of flowers and suzuki and no it it was going to be a problem in the lineup and league-wide their numbers whether it be batting average homers slugging whatever it might be i mean they're in they're at the top in the top five top eight in a lot in so many of those numbers and it's just it's profound and i mean suzuki you look at suzuki's numbers and i'm like how is he only hitting whatever he's hitting these days i mean he seems like he gets clutch homer after clutch homer so I think one yeah that's been that's been so much fun for me is is of, of all things is <laughs> is our catchers the offense coming out of our catchers um, that's one of my biggest surprises yeah no doubt Tyler Flowers for me was my number one my runner up is Johan Camargo I mean do you remember that Camargo was really shining early in spring training and then started to commit a bunch of errors. And ended up getting caught because there was, you know, there was a week where the beat riders were like, oh, you know, Camargo's a dark horse to make the 25 man roster. He could, you know, be be a help on the bench. And then he got sent down because he was booting the ball around. And then to to come back to be a solid defender. That's also part of the 
you know, Dansby is bad and Camargo's good stuff is that Camargo's not making errors. And he's a real threat at the plate right now. It's it's really it is just another in a in a year of really fun, rootable guys on the Braves this season. He's you know, he's just another one now. I mean, it's just a, a embarrassment of riches. Um, all right, Kurt, what's your biggest disappointment? I think it's the starting pitching. Um, I, I know that we had some questions about it, but I don't think we ever expected that it would be quite this bad. Obviously, the Cologne experiment was just a complete nightmare. Um, to have basically all of your starting pitchers having ERAs over three and a half, um, and really a lot of them have looked atrocious at times you know Dickey was terrible for so long Jaime Garcia is so bad right now Fulte's really been more consistent than any of them but I mean even he's had stretches where he did not look that great so um the biggest disappointment and I will add 1a is us being robbed of Freddie Freeman for three weeks whatever seven seven weeks sorry yeah that that is that is obviously will continue to be a disappointment just because who knows what he would have been able to produce this season but um yeah the starting pitching has really been the biggest disappointment because we talked about it their offense could have kept them in a lot of these games and their their pitching just didn't allow it to happen god if cologne had just pitched to you know four and a half era right things would have looked different um yeah no i'm with you cologne number one tehran is number two for me i mean I wasn't that shocked about Dickey being up and down. Remember how dreadful he was in the spring? I expected Garcia to be better than this, although I didn't expect him to be as good as he was during his really good stretch. But Cologne and Tehran are far away the biggest disappointments for me. All right, Curtis, who do you got for the team Cy Young winner so far? I think it's got to be Fulte. I mean, he's definitely our best starting pitcher right now, and he at times is just overpowering. Obviously, his near no-hitter that he had, um, and it's as close to, for a starting pitcher on the Braves right now, must-watch TV that they have. Um, he's just been he's been great, and he's really you – you just sort of see him transforming into um, the pitcher that uh, we all sort of hoped he was going to become. And um, it, there's – there's a lot of excitement that we can point to that that emanates out of Fulte and and what his future holds for us. So he is definitely my Cy Young winner. Yeah, I mean it's a kind of a grim question this season. You know, we we've been we we've been asking ourselves this question at the All Star break for many years in a row now, and it's usually pretty easy to point to who's the best pitcher on the staff. You know, and I stepped back much like you and Hammy did. Um, on the show last week about who do you want to start in a one-game playoff? And I guess by a hair it's faulty. You know, Tehran has so much experience and is the elder statesman on the staff. And if player. it was a road game. Right. If it was a road game, you might go Tehran. And, and Tehran has looked as brilliant as faulty has at times, but faulty has never looked as bad this season as Tehran has, or at least consistently bad. Yeah, I have to go with Fulty too, but it's um, yeah, it it really speaks to the starting pitching, and that's a, a kind of a hard question. Um, all right, Curtis, who do you have as team MVP? It's Freddie, even despite missing all that time. Um, this team is nowhere, and will be nowhere without Freddie Freeman being part of it. Um, 
it's amazing that they were able to stay afloat. It's amazing what Matt Adams was able to provide to them. Um, but Freddie Freeman is a league MVP, not just a team MVP. And again, the disappointment of him being robbed or us being robbed of seven weeks of him and him, his, his season being robbed of seven weeks is, uh, is really a disappointment, but yeah, there's, it's not even close. It's true. I mean, if he doesn't get injured, we're looking at potentially career numbers, starting first baseman in the all-star game, part of the MVP conversation, the whole thing. It is. It is true. But yeah, no, Freddie's got to be the team MVP, not only what he did on the field, but he also magically turned his injury into Matt Adams as well. I mean, he gets a little credit for that, too. Um, I'll give Ender a close second, who has been nothing short of amazing, especially after a slow start. And then now, you know, being top five in hits in the league, the unbelievable defense in center field. I mean, he's kind of a he's foundational on the team now. I can't imagine where we'd be without Ender. And there's a lot of guys who are having really solid seasons that unfortunately are being overlooked by us and overlooked. You know, I mean, Marquez is having a nice season. Brandon Phillips is having a nice season. Kemp started out like a house of fire. Obviously, he's really fallen off. But there's a lot of guys. Tyler Flowers, you mentioned, is having an amazing season. There's a lot of guys that are really doing some some great stuff for the Braves right now, and it's sort of lost in the weeds because of who the Braves are this year. Yeah. All right, Kurt, let's, let's look to the second half and make some predictions. So, Kurt, right now, name the guys that will be traded by the deadline. I have a long list. <laughs> um, Brandon Phillips, I think, is pretty obvious. I think Jaime Garcia is going. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Marcakis is traded. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Adams is traded. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the Flowers-Suzuki combo is traded. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jason Mott is traded. Wow, God, I don't see I don't see the maybe Suzuki. I don't see Flowers. I mean, you trade Suzuki and you bring Anthony Recker up. I, I just yeah, I don't know the Flowers is going anywhere. Um, I'm going to go Phillips, Dickey, Garcia and Julio. Ooh. and Julio is going to net be part of the package. That brings Marcus Stroman over from the Blue Jays. Interesting. Yeah. Write it down. Well, no, don't write that one down. All right. <laughs> All right. So um, pre-September call-up, who in this following group is going to start a game for the team? Sims, Medlin, Blair, Whistler. I'm still going with Chris Medlin. You think he's the only one? I think Wonder Blair Whistler. I'm sure that they'll probably get a start. Um, I don't know that they're going to bring Lucas Sims up just yet. Uh, but if Dickey and Garcia go, don't they kind of? Ha- isn't Sims the next guy up? Yeah, probably. I I, I think so. You know, it would have been Weigel, which is unfortunate. Oh, really terrible. It's it's a yeah. It would have yeah. That really would have been something. No, I um. I think we're going to see Sims, Medlin, and Blair. I think Whistler, God, I mean, he came up this past week and just got knocked around again and then got sent down again. I just, I don't know. I, I think things are, I think I think Whistler's on a really, really short lease now, uh, leash. 
And like I said earlier, the double-A guys are not – I just don't see Allard or Soroka or Gohara, any of those guys. I mean, Gohara, I mean, Al, Al, Allard and Soroka are 19. Gohara is 20. They're killing it. But I think they're going to be like, let's see what we have with them in the spring and maybe consider them next year. I just don't think we're going to see them this year. Cole Minter? Cole Mentor isn't on AAA anymore, is he? I don't know. No, I, th- I, I don't think I don't think he's anywhere. Um, all right, so Kurt, last one. Albies starts a game at second base before September. I think so because I think we collectively believe that Brandon Phillips is short time. So yeah, I mean, why? It's it's inevitable. Well, it is inevitable. I think, you know, there were articles this past week about chippers working with him on his on uh, his switch hitting and all that that stuff. And I think that all the Camargo insanity, assuming he can keep it up for the foreseeable future, I think they keep him down there. They keep working him. And then he comes up in September and plays the the rest of the season at second base. That that's my guess. I'm right. I'm writing that down. Yeah, all right. All right, uh, Kurt, time for Shot in the Dark, our predictions for the coming week. And we'll start by reviewing how everyone did last week. And as we do, we'll start with our listener Shot in the Dark. It was from Court, with a K, on Twitter, who predicted that new third baseman Freddie Freeman would have as many errors as homers this week. So he had one error and two home runs. So we're going to give it to Court. Nice job. All right. Looking back how the three of us did, so Hammy predicted in a reverse jinx that Harper would hit over 325 in the National Series with four home runs. He batted 333 with zero home runs. Mm, in the face. God, Harper looks bad in right field. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if you noticed, but he takes really bad routes. He played a couple doubles into triples or singles into doubles. He's just, he doesn't look comfortable in right field. It's weird. Um, all right, Curtis, you predicted that the Braves starting pitchers would give up fewer earned runs than the opposing starters, but that the team would still go two and four. Did I say earned runs? You did say earned. Mm. Runs. Mm-hmm. No, I, no, you're, you're good. Oh, am I? I was yeah, thinking that Braves, I was thinking that might've cost me. The Braves gave up 19 earned runs and the other starting pitchers gave up 20 Whew. and the team went two and four. Look at that. Very nice. I predicted that Camargo would hit over 385 with two homers. I was really sure I'd done one homer. That's why I was bragging so on text to you guys. But it was two homers. So Camargo only hit 588 this week (laughs) um, with one homer in Sunday's game against the Nationals. So, Kurt, goes to you. You have the first win of July. Nice. Anything to unseat Ham. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so... Uh, let's look to our predictions for next week. So Ham sent his in. He predicted that Ender is going to have a hit, a stolen base, and a run scored in the All-Star game. What about you, Kurt? Uh, I predict that the winning team, I'm not real sure who that's going to be, but um, the winning team will score four earned runs or less. This All-Star game has sort of become a, at least from memory of not watching many all-star games but it seems like with all the specialty pitchers and them all pitching one inning that it's just really sort of hard to get any offense generated so four earned or less for the winning team all right i'm gonna stick with the braves in my shot in the dark and against all the dansby haters swanson's gonna have a walk-off 
against the Diamondbacks this coming weekend. Nice. All right, folks, don't forget to get your shot in the dark in before first pitch. It won't be until Friday after the All-Star break. And if we pick yours, we will tweet it out and we'll discuss it on next week's show. All right, so, Kurt, let's look at the week ahead. Only three games this week, again, because of the All-Star break. Three at home against the Diamondbacks. And I don't know if you saw, but Snitker announced a reshuffled starting rotation order to split up the lefties. So the Braves pitchers in the Diamondbacks series will go Dickey, Fulte, and Garcia, and then Tehran and Newcomb will follow. Uh, ESPN had no starters for anybody. So I don't know who's going to be starting for the Diamondbacks, but we're going Dickey, Fulte, and Garcia. So, Kurt, what do you think? Three against the high-flying Diamondbacks. What do you got? One and two. Yeah, two and one, man. We're still we're still in this thing. Okay. <laughs> All right, folks, that is the show. Everyone, please remember, you can find us at Blog Talk Radio, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. As always, you can find us at AtlantaBaseballTalk.com to access um, our old shows and to post in our comments section. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at ATL Baseball Talk and to like us on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and go Braves! Thanks for listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. To find new shows, to post in our forum, or to send a comment, please visit us at atlantabaseballtalk.com. Had to admit the problem, it's a hard thing to admit. Had to get on the program, it ain't an easy road when you quit. Had to make peace with my enemies, accept the power greater than my... Brain fog, insomnia moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved, Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.